2: A preview of tonight's <laughs> Thursday night football game between the Patriots and Los Angeles Rams. That's what we have coming up for you. little fantasy or reality as well, the latest in football, baseball, of course, a little basketball news as well. We break it all down for you. And for most, Joe, the fantasy football playoffs could potentially start tonight.
3: I, I know you're filling in for Scotty for all over the holidays, but it- it's a little too early <laughs> for you to start doing Sounds the voice here. here. You, can't, you can't do that. <laughs> okay, nobody touches Scotty, he's his own guy. Uh, you, you can't you can't duplicate him so don't try uh, but yes fantasy playoffs start tonight big news there and uh, obviously uh, a lot of injuries things still looming out there CMC still questionable whether or not you're going to get Brandon Cooks to play whether or not uh, it seems like a foregone conclusion you're not going to get Joe Mixon back so uh, if you were still hoping for that that's probably not going to be the case so still some things lingering out there too and there's always still time for that Oh, that late Friday positive COVID test run where all of a sudden everything goes into chaos. And we're still waiting for some clarity as well from those Carolina wide receivers, which could impact that game as well. So still some loose ends here as we sit here on Thursday. But uh, yes, we are kicking off the fantasy playoffs and we're doing it right. And hopefully you're playing the next three weeks and not week 17, because no good comes of week 17 championships. I don't know how many years I got to say it, but people still do it. I don't know what people are thinking about, Craig.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a look at the headlines for today. Patriots Rams tonight, Thursday night football. Interesting game. I'm sure we'll be watching a couple college football games as well. By the way, Florida Atlantic Southern Miss being one of those. As we mentioned, the fantasy football playoff start. Browns and Giants will play next Sunday night on Sunday night football instead of Dallas and San Francisco. That was a really good uh, piece of news, I thought. Better, much better mm-hmm. game that they're going to play there. Dallas Mavericks expected to release JJ Barea, former champion of course, a great player for a long period of time. Good player, I would say it's probably uh, more fair than great, but unfortunately his career looks like it's coming to an end after 14 years. And Ohio State does get their opportunity to play in the Big 10 title game. It's one of those weird years, Joe, where some teams are going to have 10 games played, some games are going some teams are going to have 6, 4 And the like, but that's kind of where we're at in 2020. I do believe Ohio State is probably one of the best four teams in the country. I can also understand if teams like Florida, Cincinnati, and even Texas A&M feel like they're getting jilted a little bit, but it's not an easy decision to have to make. No, it's not.
3: There's no perfect this year in COVID sports, that's for sure. So the best thing you can do is try to hope that you get the best teams at the end of the day fighting out for championships. And I will say this. I think all of us look at the major league baseball season as totally legitimate. It was only 60 games, but it was fun. I mean, it was chaos at times, but it was fun and we got a legitimate champion. And I think if we get any combination of the four teams that we're talking about, or even one of those peripheral teams, if it ended up being one of them and not Ohio state at the end of the day, you know what? I think that would be great too. You know, we're going to get football. We're going to get a college football playoff. We're going to have a national champion. We're going to have a super bowl champion. It might not be exactly how we thought we'd all get there. By the end of the day, we're getting there. And I know it's been tough, and I know we've kind of slogged through here, but the hope is next year when you have vaccines and you have them going out there, that this will be hopefully something we can put behind us and move forward. And you're going to get more, I would say, of a regular baseball season, more of a regular, hopefully, NBA and NHL season as well. And and going back to the Browns, if I may for a second, I don't know about you, Craig, but I cannot remember the last time we saw back-to-back primetime games for the Cleveland Browns. They're playing Monday night this week. As we welcome in our radio audience here to Sports on yeah. Fantasy Sports today. The Cleveland Browns not only are got flexed next Sunday, but they're playing this Monday. So back-to-back national games for the Cleveland Browns, and I'm excited about it. I think this game this week against the Ravens is gonna be fun. And I gotta tell you, uh, hopefully, Daniel Jones is back and healthy. I know that's another big piece for some super flex teams as well, because Daniel Jones has been running the ball all over the place and Giants at times with Gallman and Shepard have been pretty good. Even Ingram's had some decent games uh, here in the second half. But my goodness, Giants Browns, if I told you this was going to be flexed to Sunday night game all the way in week 15, if I told you this week one, you'd think I'm crazy, right? You definitely think I'm nuts. Yeah. <laughs>
2: cleveland's played fantastic look any way that you look at it they've had a couple of bad games all season long they've played exciting football for the most part this season they've been in a lot of games even in the ones that they've lost they they run the ball real well and and i think that they're going to be in there in the end i don't think that their season is done by by any stretch now in terms of the giants if you're going to take dallas off on sunday night football you better throw a new york team on sunday night and they did here (laughs) in the case of the giants and and look they uh they can beat any team in the nfl i mean it sounds crazy but they've listen if you're covering that many spreads like the giants are all season long it doesn't necessarily tell you that they're a good team but they're going to keep games close and they have for the most Mm -hmm. part all season i think the giants probably look back on the first few weeks of the season and say had we held on to the football a little bit not turned it over our Mm -hmm. record would be a little bit better but they have their work cut out for them against cleveland they have their work cut out for them because the washington football team's playing very well too so i i think that this is compelling If I had to guess, Sunday night football, week 17, we're going to see either Washington or the Giants play the last Mm -hmm. game of the football season to determine if they're in or out. It just seems like it's trending that way where both of those teams are going to have to win every game the rest of the year to get in. One of the teams will have pressure to win on that last game, and that's who they'll place on Sunday night. Those do or dies are always fun. So hopefully that will be the case. All right. Well, we have plenty more to come here on the show. Coming up next, we're going to dive into the Thursday night game against the spread with New England and uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And then we're going to take a look at the AFC here on the show. Yesterday we did the NFC. Today we're going to look at the AFC, the FanDuel odds to make the playoffs for the Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins, and Las Vegas Raiders. And then uh, we'll hit on a little fantasy or reality. We'll touch on the hot stove. And then, Joe, uh, we'll come back here on the show, of course, tomorrow, break down everything in fantasy football and get you ready for the weekend edition and Joe, of course, will be a part of that Sunday morning, 8 a.m. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
1: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
4: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you. It's time for us to take a closer look at the 2020 NFL playoffs. And certainly tonight's game is going to be a huge factor in this one as the Patriots will take on... The Los Angeles Rams and the total is forty-eight and a half in this game. It, actually, the line did go down as far as what I saw over on Fanduel. Rams minus four and a half. And Joe, look, this is this is really not something that uh, I'm going to enjoy doing here. But I do have to go into my wallet, and and I and I do have to just go against whatever you're going to say here. I'm sorry. It's just it's, it's just part of being. It's just part of it, like. It's Look, there. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point here where it um, is, what it is. <laughs> You know, so, so so you know some some people have kryptonite. Superman mm-hmm. fought through it. Look, and the Rams are just not your friend. They are just not well, your friend. They are my enemy.
3: They are my enemy. Look, I'll do a quick SAT analogy for everybody out there. Uh, Joe Pizzapia is to the Rams as Craig Mish is to Notre Dame. There you go. That's it. We just we ha- we both have our kryptonites this year, and it's been a rough go. Uh, luckily, I have been uh, more embarrassed because uh, the Rams play more games than Notre Dame does, and, and every week, it's a it's a big fat L for me when it comes to this. But I'm yeah. going to say this: in terms of wagering on this game, it feels like an easy Patriots side, doesn't it? Because the pats always do kind of come down to the end of the game. And we've said it here on the show every single week because every single week is true. It's that last possession one way or another, except of course for last week, which was a a very strange anomaly. And I don't think we're going to take anything out of last week necessarily, but this is a fascinating contest because you got these two teams who match up in the super bowl a few years ago with a, a very different rosters here, you know, no Todd Gurley anymore, no Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski anymore. and you know, in that Super Bowl, Bill Belichick really outcoached. I thought Sean McVay it was kind of a chess match that entire game between two brilliant football minds. And and I and I do think Sean McVay is a brilliant football mind. I do. Anybody who can remember a play that they ran in a game six years ago at a certain point. I mean, that is just an incredible mind period, let alone a football mind. And I think McVay probably sticks in his crawl a little bit that he lost that Super Bowl to Bill Belichick. And if you are McVay in the Rams, this is your opportunity right now. To kind of exact a little revenge this is your chance right now with the arizona cardinals struggling with the san francisco 49ers looking like a team that you know is not ready to compete this year I, I i gotta tell you it feels more and more especially after seattle loses that the rams have to look at this game and say this is our playoffs here we win this game we are in a really good position now going forward for the close of the season and although the patriots are still mathematically in it even if they win this game still a lot of other things and a lot of their dominoes have to fall and I I just I'm very skeptical of that but I do think knowing the Patriots they're gonna keep this close the fact that it's a Thursday night game too and there's always the strange anomalies that happen on Thursday night in the short week but uh correct me if I'm wrong they did not travel back and forth they stayed in LA for the last week correct The Patriots because they play the Chargers and Rams, same building. So I don't, they're not moving back and forth. So I don't know if that's a positive. I don't know if that's a negative. Not sure how that affects them here. But for me, I think it would be the the Patriots covering and the Rams winning this football game. So Craig Mish, you should go out right away and just do the opposite. There you go. He's got the phone. (laughs) It's calling the bookie.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, give me the Rams. Um, Yeah. No, I'm sure. Yeah no positive <laughs> Definitely. okay
3: it's fair good it's fair you're yeah, welcome no everybody. i agree patriots, patriots is it <clears throat> yeah <I> like patriots <laughs> to Tonight cover sure. not to win to cover that's all to cover sure. not to win yeah. sure what happens if i'm right tomorrow do i get that five dollar bill that was flashing there <laughs>
2: First of all, it was a 100.
3: <laughs> oh, it was a 100 I didn't even. See. Oh, look at it. Whoa, Craig Mish. Look at Craig big spin. Of second Craig of all,
2: mad, second of all, you get 0. You've been wrong like 13 <laughs> weeks in a row on the Rams. You basically you, get, well, you 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 basically have to do this all the next year and then you get the money. Yeah. You could if, 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 I'll tell <laughs> well, you what, you if you get if you get ten, if you get ten of them right next year, I'll I'll give you the money. No, it's been hey, um, look.
3: If the Rams are the only thing this year that I'm just embarrassingly bad about, I'll take it. I'll take the. I'll take it. That's fine. The Rams are, you know. Look, it. I'm sorry. They're just an enigma to me for some odd reason. And I mean, it's not such as it's me. Yeah, got other football people. They don't agree. That's about where the Rams. you keep.
2: That's where you just can't take your loss because you keep you keep saying it for everybody. You, you were almost you like there. You, there. You, you almost did it perfectly. You almost said to me, but then you have to throw everybody else in there. No one oh, feels this way about the Rams. Right? You feel oh, good about the Rams? So what, what's your call? The Rams? Not, they're a the good team. They're good. Okay.
3: they I mean, they have the second best record in the NFC. Right? <laughs> it's fair. They are. Do you think you you love Jared Goff? You're
2: a big fan. I I, I I listen. I don't I don't have a clue if they're going to go you far. Or go, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't love them, but 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 the notion that everybody doesn't know about the rams is not correct i didn't say everybody i did not say everybody i said other i'm not alone
3: in being frustrated by the rams andrew erickson was just talking about it too i can't believe you know he just made another comment about the Rams. maybe it's us patriot guys we just can't figure out what the rams maybe it's that maybe we just can't figure it out but You know, this is fun because you got the old and the new coach. You got a fun narrative here going on. But even if the Patriots win this football game, they are not relevant, I think, in terms of playoffs. And then the worst thing that the Patriots could do probably this year as an organization is be eight and eight and miss the playoffs. And I feel like that's probably what's going to happen to them. Eight and eight, miss the playoffs, sour any kind of good potential draft pick. You're not going to be able to get a, a quarterback where you are in that draft then. And I don't know, I got, I just, you know, it's kind of frustrating to sit back as a Patriots fan for this game because you don't know what to root for. You win this game, great, okay, you probably win one more at some point, and then you're 8-8, eight and eight, and then probably then tiebreakers you end up getting, you know, taking the L on. So, I don't know, I think there's just no win for the Patriots here in this one, even if they win this game, because I think it's like a 7% chance or 8% chance of them making the playoffs, even if they win tonight. So, it's, it's very frustrating.
2: Well, I hope so. I hope that tonight is the night we can put it to rest where the Patriots just cover, not even a win. And we'll give you the full, I, I think the line is four and a half, but we will give the five. You know, we should probably just give seven just to make it even juicier here tonight. Why but, stop
3: there? You know. Let's do 10.
2: <clears throat> I mean, we should do, we should do like 50. We, we gotta, I mean, it'll probably be 51 nothing. if that's it's the case. All right, fine. on to the props we go. You guys know where to go with that game. On the props, over-under, 180.5 passing yards for Cam Newton. He seems to be rushing a lot, so I, I don't know. I, I suppose for New England, uh, this is, it feels like Lamar Jackson again from the other night. It feels like for New England to win this game, it's a lot of Cam Newton running again. Uh, again, I don't really get involved in the props market that often, but I'd leave under 180.5. I mean, he
3: hasn't gotten over 85 the last two games, right? I mean, uh, 130. He's high. <laughs> Seems pretty high to me. Uh, I, I gotta, I have to at least assume this is going to be under just because of the trend of what's going on. If you're winning football games a certain way and that's what you're doing, you think Belichick's going to get away from that? It's not usually his MO. If it's working, it's working. Play defense, hold the football, run out clock. That's what they're going to do. It's not exciting football to watch. It's not like watching the Chiefs. I can tell you that much. But it's certainly what they're at least having success success with the last few weeks. So you have to keep doing it.
2: All right. And then the wide receiver props for the Rams. We have Woods and Cup. It, it seems like Woods is the more safer one on an over here at 60 and a half. Cup could hit 200 for all we know. The guy sometimes has these monster, monster games. But the Patriots seem to play pretty solid uh, defense, especially from their cornerbacks. So uh, throwing darts here for me on the props tonight. I'm not your guy for this. I'll say over on Woods, and I'll say under on Cup.
3: Yeah, what well, makes Cup difficult is dread? He could have 200 yards and he could have 20, you know, that that inconsistency. So I think the safer bet is certainly the over on Woods if you have to go between the two of them. But uh, look, you know, they, the other thing about Woods is he makes his own yards, you know, and, and that is always something I love in fantasy. And in terms of prop betting, too, it should make you feel good, too, because even with limited targets, his uh, yards after the catch are very solid this year. It's one of the best in the league. So why not
2: put some stock in that? So I think that would be the way I would go as well. All right. Well, coming up next, it's time to take a look at the AFC as we have the Ravens, Dolphins, and Raiders all with legitimate chances to make the playoffs. The Ravens' chances were significantly improved with their win the other night. The question is, can Miami or Las Vegas jump in? We'll talk about that next right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Make sure you stay on the grid. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, at Sports grid Radio, at Craig Mish, at JoePizapia17. We'll be right back. Yeah, 500 more. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Oh, goodness.
3: Oh, and that's what happens. That's called karma. We lost Craig because he gilded the lily. He pushed the joke a little too hard. And all of a sudden, the feed, the karma of the feed and the joke that was funny in one segment, trying to bring it back for a second, that's what happens remember this boys and girls it's all fun and games but if you push it too far what happens you get cut off because I got a couple cousins who uh, may or may not uh, run the back end here at the network which is uh, pretty funny but we're talking or at least I'm talking now about odds for the playoffs that's right we did a little NFC yesterday well how about a little AFC today and we'll see if we get Craig Mish back on the line here perhaps this is his time out for mocking me live on television week in week out but but, uh I digress let's move on here and let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens so the Ravens right now stand at minus uh 158 here to make the playoffs and uh excuse me 156 and then no plus 128 the remaining schedule for those Baltimore Ravens they play the Browns on the road then they're going to play the Jaguars at home the Giants at home and then on the road to whatever's left of the Cincinnati Bengals in week 17. So let's have a sit down and talk about the Ravens. Now, if you believe that the Ravens are going to beat the Browns on Monday Night Football this week, then this is the time to bet yes. And even though you are laying money, it's only going to get worse. Okay? If they beat the, if they beat the Cleveland Browns on Monday night, this is going to get worse quickly. Okay, because you would look at the rest of the schedule. You figure you've definitely got a W against Jacksonville. You've definitely got a W against Cincinnati. I mean, anything can happen. It's the NFL. We all know that. But there's certainly the opportunity here at the very least for two wins. Where's that third one coming from for sure? Now, you could say maybe it's the New York Giants potentially. That's certainly possible. But the way the Giants play so tough, you never know. But it's really this game against the Cleveland Browns. That's going to make the difference and as we welcome back craig mish from his time out of karma making fun of me yet again uh we'll see if he is ready now to get his two cents because craig i think looking at this scenario with the cleveland browns game monday night if you believe the ravens are going to beat the browns well this is the time to get in on the yes on the ravens and if you really think they're going to not <laughs> beat the cleveland browns well, this is your time to get no because you look at the rest of the schedule and it's pretty clear where the wins and losses are after this week. So what's your take on an upcoming schedule here? They've got Cleveland, they've got the Giants, they've got Jacksonville and the Cincinnati Bengals to close things out
2: yeah the the the, Mac, the Mac, I went over my max bet there on on there tried to get ten thousand and it wouldn't it couldn't get it. Uh, okay. Uh To the Ravens. That's where we're at here. That's what I missed. Okay. Uh, look, the Ravens at this point, that was such a big win for them the other night. And look, moving forward, they've sort of already gotten rid of a lot of the hard games on their schedule. So, uh, for me, it would probably be, yes, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to get far into the NFL playoffs here in 2020, but I will say that they have a good shot to get in. And then I guess, Joe, the question is which of the final two teams between the Raiders and Dolphins Get in and it's all about what you feel two weeks from uh, Sunday because when those or Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, when those Mm -hmm. two teams face off, I think the winner gets in. Right. Isn't that pretty much it?
3: Uh, look, well, for the Miami Dolphins right now, I, I didn't think this week they're going to get their doors blown off when we're looking at the Dolphins. And then the uh, I, like, I just think the Kansas City is just in a different universe than this team. And maybe I'm in the minority and maybe I'm not giving the Miami Dolphins enough credit, but I, I give them some credit here. I think Miami has played well. I, I said the defenses look good. I have real concerns, though, if you get into a shootout here. Potentially, do we really think that Tua can take this offense into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes? And I just think unequivocally the answer is no. And I I am not trying to in any way disparage what Miami's been able to do. They've played well with the the teams that they've had on the schedule. But this is the defending Super Bowl champs. This is the MVP coming into town. And to me, I think when you take the loss here and you look at the rest of the schedule here, they are going to play the Patriots, which should be a highly contested game. They're going to play the Bills and they're going to play the Raiders. Now. If you lose to the Chiefs and you lose to the Bills, which I think might be foregone conclusions at this point, at least for me, then it becomes really dicey for them. And and I don't know. Personally, I think the no is a better bet right now just because of what I've seen out of Tua. Now, this can change on a dime if they pull two out of this game and Fitzpatrick comes in, and he is the kind of quarterback that can throw the ball downfield right now and make that sort of uh, a contest in terms of a shootout because we've seen him do it many many times in our lives but i don't know i think this is a really dicey wage right now i'll tell you what i feel much better about the raven side of things and the clarity there than i do about the dolphin side
2: uh two or three two of the three of these teams get in am i right with that or no
3: uh i believe oh it depends on what happens tonight but yes theoretically mm-hmm. yes
2: right new england would be the fourth team that we would talk mm-hmm. about here yeah so um i think miami is better than the Raiders. I do. I think Miami okay. is better than the Raiders and I think that, boy, I'm trying to get creative here with this. I suppose that in the game uh coming up, uh, man, I wish I would have known where this game is uh, coming up next week. I'm assuming it's in Las Vegas. The the Raiders uh, Dolphins game, the
3: Raiders, the Raiders are at home this week against Indianapolis, then they are at home again against the Chargers, at home against the Dolphins. The one road game right. they have remaining is against the Broncos.
2: Right. So um I'm trying to think of a way to that's why I kind of
3: favor I kind of favor the Raiders because of that schedule because they have three or their four games at home I think that certainly helps um I don't know you know what Miami quarterback will get there by the time they play them in two weeks because I mean you would think it's still going to be Tua but we're not certain of that and look uh, in terms of what the Raiders have done so far at least they've played well they played well last week despite the fact that the Jets came back to that game and despite it getting close at the end at least the Raiders offense started to look like the Raiders offense again the problem is the defense is banged up a lot of players are down in the secondary Abrams been hurt you know so right now I think it's 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 tougher for them to play teams with have really good uh, you know really good wide receiving cores really good you know stretch the field like the Chargers might give them a problem But the Broncos, I don't think the Broncos give them a problem necessarily. We'll see if the Colts do this week with T.Y. Hilton has been healthier. But honestly, Craig, I think if I have to pick two of the three, I'm picking the Raiders and I'm picking the the Ravens based on who the Ravens have left on their schedule too. I think Miami's in for a little bit of a wake-up call right now.
2: Yeah, I I think that for me, what this comes down to is all about the game in two weeks. I don't think that these two teams are going to separate themselves. I think Mm -hmm. that in two weeks, we'll be sitting here talking about who wins and who gets in. I'm trying to think of a creative hedge that you could potentially do, but there really isn't one on the side of the Raiders. So it would be more on the side of the Dolphins for me. I'm betting plus 114 on them to get in and then going into that game uh, being an underdog. And then I suppose that um, you would bet the Raiders against the spread, and you have the Dolphins at plus 114 to make the playoffs. So if the Raiders win, then you make money, and if the Dolphins win, you make money too because you would have already had a bet on them to make the playoffs at plus 114. That's the best way that I could go about this. I, I um uh, did not see the same way as you with Raiders and Jets last week. I did not think the Raiders played well. Yeah, offensively they scored some points like everybody no, I, else in I, the I NFL against I said, the Jets. Offensively
3: it was good for them to bounce back after against after the what Jets? happened to them in Atlanta. Well look, after after Derek Harper got one point six fantasy points yeah, it was good to see Derek Carr and Darren Waller have the, the biggest game of his uh, career, uh, you know, last week. Yes, that was positive. But look, the, the, make no mistake about it. The Raiders are banged up too with Josh Jacobs too. Not having him 100% is, or even on the field potentially this week is, is a huge loss. So, you know, the Raiders are banged up right now, but I think the home games and the travel schedule play a little bit into that. I'll, I'll ask you this question. Do you think that Cleveland... Or Baltimore comes out Monday night as the victor. Because pretty much, I feel like if Baltimore oh, wins yes. that game, they're. So if you think Baltimore is a yes, then now is the time to bet. No, Baltimore I said it's a yes. End. I
2: have no idea. Oh, it's a pick guess. Pick.
3: oh, I thought you said it's a yes. My, my that's point. a uh, Look, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's coming down to a fascinating set of circumstances here for these teams. And if New England wins tonight, it gets even trickier because now right. New England plays. So in back to back weeks, then the Miami Dolphins have to play the Patriots. Followed right after that, playing the Raiders, (laughs) followed right after that, playing the Bills. I mean, that is a a really tough schedule then potentially for them. And and, and I don't know, but what you've seen out of Tua so far, and I'm a big fan of Tua. I was in college, but so far, I would think after that first initial kind of onset where, you know, everyone goes, okay, well, what's this kid? And we see him, and usually that first real start is the one where people get excited about, and then more tape gets out on you, and guys find your weaknesses, and they start to scheme against you a little bit. But... He doesn't look great. I think running this offense in some time. I mean, heck, he even got pulled from that game a couple weeks ago in Denver. So between the injury, between the inconsistency, I don't know. I'm looking around here and, and Lamar Jackson could put on a show like he did the other night and carry this team. You know, Derek Carr and the Raiders for the most part, most of this year have been pretty good. Can they hold it together at the end? I think it's a better chance of you selling me on Tua, taking this offense of the Miami Dolphins and being able to beat teams like the chiefs and beat teams like the bills it's just a hard sell for me right now
2: right but they don't need to that's the point they can lose both those games and if they beat the raiders they're going to the playoffs i mean that's what's yeah, going to well,
3: happen they also have to well, they also have to beat the patriots defense too that's not
2: going to be an easy out i just i don't know if i if see the, potential if the raiders will, go if the Raider, what what happens if the dolphins and raiders are tied at the end of the season and miami has the win over the raiders
3: <laughs> well that's it i it, guess it'll it's all all come Falcons down to for both teams so- so all this is for naught. So you think the Raiders, so the Raiders hosting the Dolphins, what's your line in that game? Raiders by two and a half,
2: maybe a little more, maybe three, okay. three and a half. Again, some things that could happen this week. I, I agree with you with the Dolphins. Look, they're not going to, Dolphins are not going to stay uh, into a 41 40 game with the chiefs, but as long as they don't go down big, I think that they can hang with them. But if once they're down big, then yeah, I think that that, that would be the end, but and and again, I like the Raiders probably more than the Dolphins do on the field this year. But the reality is, is that all of this I do believe is for that game in two weeks. Because no matter what their records are, as long as they're within a game of each other, it's coming down to that. Okay, we'll be back with a little fantasy or reality. Make sure you stay on the grid. Don't go away. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. We get ready to wrap it up on tomorrow's show. Howard Bender will join us in the program. We'll cry about the Super Contest results from last week. Also take a look at this week's. And then Jim Santis will help us out with a little DFS. And Joe, I know that I said last week that I thought that I was done playing DFS for the season. Oh, I, I couldn't help myself and i did go back in and i did put five dollars in and and i did win again so five oh, more dollars yeah. in my pocket did you have it's David been a Montgomery? Year. i think my account is like it must be like 80 bucks, bucks. at vandal right Ooh. now it's fantastic
3: you know i mean all jokes aside if somebody just plays every week or you play a lineup or two and you come out the other end 100 bucks positive on the year that's a good job for just everybody out there just playing daily fantasy and everybody has different expectations of FanDuel and, you know, who's going to win life changing money and all that stuff. But the reality is a lot of people just want to play for fun and don't want to put too much time and effort into it. But if you if you could put enough to listen to shows like this, or you know, some of the, the great other things we have going on here at the network or some of the podcasts and things like that that I host, I think it's very possible for you to come out on the on the good positive side and even, you know, recoup some of the money maybe made in season long football this year that did not come to fruition. So. You know i i'm all joking aside i think if anybody's up a hundred bucks playing one, one lineup a week or two lineups a week in a contest or two that's a pretty good year of, of and look maybe it tells you you should play more i don't know if you're doing it right did you have david montgomery in your lineup last week two weeks in a row did you have jefferson did mm. you have kirk cousins what'd you have i had How'd jefferson and
2: took him out i had jefferson oh. and took him out
3: oh uh, yeah. brutal,
2: brutal who did i have that was so good i had rogers
3: Adams, um, yeah, the Rogers Adams grouping. That was another group we talked about on Sunday quite a bit too. Um, Just smash, smash button on those two. Running back,
2: <laughs> running back, Who did I, who did I have at running back? I, I don't know. Maybe Chubb last again? Running. I mean, that's
3: last cool. week, running back was a little trickier. Last week it was a
2: little trickier. Once again,
3: James. You know who I had, had that was
2: good? Chenault on Jacksonville. That was one that mm-hmm. was good for me. Oh, and I had uh, the t- the Washington tight end. I think that's why. Oh, I Logan why Thomas. Well, he played yeah, on. I think that's why. Yeah, on the Oh no no, 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 so that's, no, no. Oh, I have, I'll have him on my season-long team. First, for- for- ah. sir. I you know what? What am I even? I don't even know. I have no idea. But I ended up you making five bucks. Enough. That's what I know. Well, that's all that matters. So At do, the do, end of the do. day,
3: you can, you know, you can buy a new phone to call up your bookie now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call up my phone. I'm not picking up the phone anymore. This is the remote to my air conditioning. So if I can make a bet through the AC, okay. So uh, fantasy cool, and reality. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else I could call? Here's my. This is this gives me the power to the iPhone. Oh, call it to, hello, well, you're
3: or, turning in. You're, you're turning into your carrot top here at the end of the show. It's too many props.
2: There's things to pick up in the office. We all know yeah, that you yeah. could probably name something, and I have it here. I, that's standby. the terrifying
3: it's thing about close. your office. Yes, we've it learned that very over the year. It's unbelievable what is at your ready. I imagine your office looks like a hoarder's episode, where everything looks. It's really, really bad. Clean. It is. Bad. It's really perfect bad, it right now. Like all you see is the shot of Craig Mish and the lovely screen behind him and all this stuff, right? You got know, the, and then everywhere around him, it's like you know piles of things. There's toilet paper things. There's old Tupperwares. There's you know there there's fresh. Although oh, no, there's, there's, there's uh press passes laying around everywhere. Definitely press passes. For League. There's all kinds of things like that. And so Trophy. it's an episode Check. of orders right around. Craig has to like jump into the chair in order to do the program every day. That's what happens.
2: It is a small room. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantasy or reality, shall we, to end the show? Right. Um, let's start off with some baseball here. Rule five drafts done by the way. Josh Bell will be a Pirate on opening day. For those of you who are just football people who don't pay attention to baseball, Josh Bell two years ago was a star for the Pirates. And this past year, not so much. He's kind of the last really good asset standing for the Pirates as they get ready to go through what probably will be a at least a three- or four-year rebuild, would be a guess. They've now almost completely have gone the other way. So uh, Josh Bell, fantasy or reality? Let's start there.
3: Well, there's two teams that make sense for me, uh, just off the top of my head. One is Washington. You know, I think they could use a little bit more meat in the middle of that order. I think everybody would agree on that. Soto's great. Trey Turner had a good season. But, you know, they kind of missed Anthony Rendon. They missed that RBI guy in the middle. And and look, Josh Bell, I think, is a good player. I don't want to put him in that great tier. You know, two years ago, he had a great month of May it was just staggeringly good, and he had a pretty good June. And then July and August, things just fell apart for him then. So when you sit back and look at 2019, the overall stats look really good. But when you dig deeper, and that's the hallmark of the Black Book series, you start to go, oh, maybe not. This is not so great in terms of 2020 value. And sure enough, 2020 value wasn't great. However, I do think in the right lineup, he could make a lot of sense. And the other place for me that is fascinating because I feel like Josh Bell might be at kind of a, a low bargain price right now, for coming off the bad year would be Tampa now I know they have Choi there but I think Bell would be an intriguing guy too because there's a little bit of an unknown with the Rosa Reyna right now and some of his extracurricular issues they're gonna have to tend to and they're gonna need somebody else in the middle of that order if you can get Josh Bell and we always know if one team always has assets to trade because they got a great system it's Tampa so I think Tampa for me makes sense and I think Washington makes sense And i think both of them would be better served to make a deal like this now and not wait so i'm gonna say reality he is somewhere else and the pirates would be better off moving on too and letting more of the young kids play get Cabrian hayes up there at third you know get anybody else you can have up there start getting these guys some major league ready at bats here and let's turn the page because i think you owe it to the fan base at this point yeah for me i think when i look at bell there's your book he's calling you another thousand i told you no more
2: (laughs) um (laughs) Banner show for me today. Let's uh, Tampa Bay's a platoon team. I don't see that happening. I think Washington is a very good suggestion there. I think the nationals are, um, are in a position right now where they're only a couple of pieces away from jumping right back into the playoffs. I think so. I I don't, I mean, I think that that's a a good suggestion um, for a guy, by the way, they need somebody that could play first base clearly because the DH right now may not be a thing. So could be, could be a uh, wash. I'll say, uh, we'll be a pirate opening day. I'll say fantasy. I think the right thing for the pirates to do is, is just move this final piece uh, because he is really the final piece. I, unless I'm missing somebody, I think he is kind of the last guy that they have that's worth anything. Unfortunately for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, they're going to be bad for a number of years now. It's going to be years. So if you're a pirates fan, I'm very sorry, but it's just, mm-hmm. uh, your window is closed. Okay, now Drew Barrymore, uh, the other day on, uh, on her t- she has a television show, they've been talking about maybe getting together with Adam Sandler again to making another movie. They've made three together. Two of them I thought were really good. One was not great. And what we're going to do is wonder whether or not they should continue to make movies. There's some people who love all the movies they've been in. Again, I like two, and <laughs> I think that you probably know which two I liked. The third one was not yes. great. Fantasy or reality, they should stop making movies together.
3: I think reality. They should stop. I think I look. They are for for you know lack of better comparisons. We have they're like modern day you know couples in 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 films that we used to see back in like the 30s and 40s. You'd see those you know the Garbos and Gables and those kind of people together in movies. And you you see Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. We don't really we didn't grow up with that. Where you had a lot of people like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan did a couple movies together. But really, this mm-hmm. generation. For romantic comedies has adam sandler and drew barrymore and they did two very good movies like i think wedding singer is a great movie i think wedding singer is hilarious love wedding mm-hmm. singer big fan i actually finally saw 50 first dates with my kids this past uh year in 2020 on quarantine Good movie first too. time i actually had seen it and i thought it was cute i saw good part movie. of the other one blended and what i saw Not of it, good. i was like i don't think i'm gonna invest in this so i'm gonna say let's get out before we we go really south here what do you think Rick Time to get out,
2: right? Look, if, if it's going to be online like everything else these days, I'm going to say uh, fantasy. They should stop. I I could use another movie. I don't care what it is. Whatever's on TV that's new these days because of the lack of production. Uh, uh, look, I'll take it. My my watching habits right now basically are on two shows, and it's that's rare for me. Usually, it's a zero. But the Mandalorian and Queen's Gambit, which will be over for Queen's me pretty soon. Going
3: by the way, you're you're enjoying? Has it? Uh, uh, what well, did not minutes? watch
2: last night? My daughter's in a uh, upcoming, she auditioned for a play, and so the, Ooh, her and I my daughter like, sort of re uh, reenact what, what it's going to look like if she ends up getting one of the parts in this play. So they were obsessed with that for three hours last night. So I did not get a chance to watch Queen's Gambit. I've made the promise and commitment that I would watch with her. Uh, so Mandalorian, Queen's Gambit, and then the show that you turned me on to uh, starts up, I guess, on January 4th. Um, uh, Cobra Kai is back in January, so that'll ah, be the third on the third show. Got yeah. yeah, to get Shit's no, Creek in there.
3: Creek is hilarious. I, I you can't. You know what? That Started
2: day. that show and stopped. I have to start again. I have to start that show oh, again. So yeah, funny!
3: Sure. My goodness,
2: okay. it, Everyone it's says so that funny. it's got to be good. So uh, I'm seeing fantasy. I'm, I'm in if they want to make another movie. I'm not going to okay. go to the movies to see it. That's fair. Even when things are normal again and whenever that is, but online, yes, I would. I would give it a click and and a play potentially. All right. Uh, finally. Uh, Nicholas Cage is uh, has a new show coming out here on Netflix. And so, Joe, I'm going to need to know a little bit more about this. But the reality is, is that Nicholas Cage has not had anything watchable in a long time in movies or TV. So his origin shows that are coming out is, uh, is going to be interesting because it could just have some shock value, would be a guess for me. So fantasy or reality, we'll watch Nicolas Cage's swear origin shows. Uh,
3: reality, I'm watching it. It's like six episodes and god knows i love a good swear word uh, i mean you know my, my father i'm sure pretty much made up a few of them too i think that's a very italian thing you just make up a couple words it don't even matter but you can tell their swear words you can tell i remember my grandfather swearing in italian or saying things whenever the grandparents didn't want you to hear anything all of a sudden boom they would flip that switch over to italian and they'd have a huge conversation in front of me you're like what's going on you knew it was heated that's all you knew But I'm sure there were some swear words in there. But I love this. I love a good swear word. I think it's an art form. And they say that smart people swear, so I must be brilliant. Uh, But what a fascinating career for Nick Cage, because once upon a time, like Nick Cage had Face Off, and he had Con Air come out in the same summer, two all-time great fun action movies, and now he's doing this? Like, Nick Cage hasn't done a relevant movie in a long time. I know you had that National Treasure series and stuff like that, and there are like 5,000 of those. But think about that. Like, Nick Cage, in, back in the day, Nick Cage, Raising Arizona, some really great movies Nick Cage is in. And I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of a good Nick Cage performance in the last few years. He's kind of become almost like, a, like an afterthought guy. But I feel like this is the perfect little niche thing for him to do to remind everybody that he's a fun, charming guy. And I, I imagine he's sitting by a fire with a book and in telling us the origins of these things. And God knows I love documentaries, so I am all in. I wanna understand the origins of these curse words. I think we'll all be better educated for it. Cursing is just another form of expression, an expression that I'm very good at. And uh, I'm I'm happy to see Nick Cage doing something that I actually wanna watch for a change because man, you wanna talk about direct to to online or direct to streaming or direct to video stuff. Nick Cage has become the king of that the last five years. It is not good. (laughs)
2: No, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I'll probably say fantasy, but look—you never know. So you know the thing. The thing for me is, I guess I, I feel like in life I'm a leader, but I feel like in entertainment I'm a follower. <laughs> meaning that I, I, I need to know that something is good before I'm going to invest in it. Unless it's a live sport, which of course you have to. I mean, I, I hate going back and watching sports that are taped. So I love that excitement, and I love things that are new. But when things come out for me. On television or in the movies, unless it's like Star Wars that I really want to see, or, or just something that I know I'm going to see regardless, I'm always about letting somebody else see it first. And I know it's weak to go off somebody else's judgment for it, but I don't know. There's just not enough time in life for me to devote being the guy who is the one that watches it and then tells everybody else, "Oh, it's stunk. Don't bother." Sure. I'm just not. I'm just usually sure. the guy that somebody says it's stunk. Don't bother, and they go and I go. Whew, glad I'm glad I didn't waste my. That's time. fair.
3: Look, so, we don't have a lot of time. You and I—that—that's fair. You need to get in the Marvel universe though before the new Marvel universe begins again. That's something you got to take care of and do yourself. It's forever.
2: very intimidating. A lot of movies, very intimidating. I
3: know, but it's worth it. Trust me, you'll love it. It's really good.
2: Okay, Sports Grid Sixties coming up next. I got to make a call All right, before we get out of here, we're going to turn it over to Joe for the Sports Grid at 60, and then we'll be back here on the program tomorrow with Jim Sanis to give you the latest in DFS advice, and also Howard Bender, who uh, he and I are sharing a entry in the Las Vegas Super Contest. We've been going over the picks all season long. We're coming down to the wire here to see if we can make some money this year. Okay, let's turn it over to Joe. He's got the Sports Grid 60, and then I'll do mine, and then i got to make a call.
3: <laughs> well, the 2018 quarterback draft class was a pretty good one and it's constantly a draft class in motion quite literally because Baker Mayfield was the first one to get taken there and we also had Sam Darnold go and Josh Rosen was the third and Josh Rosen is completely irrelevant right now in terms of football. Then later on in the first round you had Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Now Lamar's coming off an MVP but Josh Allen certainly having the better season this year and we were kind of writing off Baker Mayfield heading into the year and now he's got this Cleveland Browns team playing well again and although it is a run first team we can't deny that Baker Mayfield's out there making plays which leaves one more guy to question about Sam Darnold where's Sam Darnold going to be next year and I say next year because it would be shocking if the Jets didn't use that number one overall pick and just start fresh with a new quarterback a new coach a new regime and that is probably what's going to happen but what if they don't i was talking with benny ricciardi about this the other day offline and i said what if just maybe they took this pick turned it into more picks and kind of just rebuilt the entire team around sam darnold now that's possible but highly unlikely the one thing's for sure this 2018 draft class still has some quarterback intrigue left in it
2: all right i'll end with this uh look the the houston rockets really need to get this james harden situation figured out and i'm not saying that they should trade him or they shouldn't trade him but the longer they wait the worse this is going to get it's evident at this point that the player does not want to play there and for all his deficiencies on defense the truth is is that you pair him up with one other star and make no mistake about it james harden is a star top five player in the nba uh, they could potentially at least get to or even win a championship, but with the way that the Rockets have been handling this offseason, you got to understand, some of the players run the league. LeBron James runs the league. James Harden is among those players that run the league. So get James Harden to a good spot. Be done with this. We can all move on. Thanks to LTN, Brett, Danny, Ryan, my co-host, Joe Pizzi, I'm Craig Mish. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.